Hey there, it's Alex. Just a really quick announcement before we get started here. We were totally booked out for our Cost of Glory Rome retreat this summer, 2024, June 30th through July 7th. But we've managed to make some adjustments and we've found room for another one or two slots. So if you're interested in visiting the great sites of Rome, discussing the merits of Rome's greatest men with me, and also improving as a speaker with the insights of ancient rhetoric and a whole lot of live practice and discussion, check out the retreat website at costofglory.com retreat. Hope to see you in Rome. Okay, now for the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cost of Glory, where it is our mission to retell the biographies of the great Greek and Roman heroes in order to sharpen ourselves for the present. We use Plutarch as our guide. And these shorter episodes are more focused on the sharpen yourself part of the equation. And for these, I focus on other writings of Plutarch besides his famous parallel lives. Now, last week, we talked about Plutarch's essay on having many friends, on polyphilia, which is really an essay about the challenges you face when you have too many friends. We talked about how Plutarch urges you to take more time to vet and evaluate people before you admit them as a friend. And on that note, he also draws on a story about Zeuxis the painter. So Zeuxis, this painter, was once doing a commission for someone. He was painting a picture for him. And the guy was complaining because Zeuxis was taking so long to finish. And Zeuxis said, yes, it takes me a long time because it's supposed to last a long time. And so Plutarch says that's the way it should be with friendship too, that we should expect to take the time to vet people who are going to be good friends. Friendship is supposed to last a long time. So in an age where it's never been easier to just reach out and try to connect with someone, someone interesting or maybe a prominent person, you know, you can land a Zoom call or maybe connect through some online club or on Twitter or whatever, well, you can start to think that your friendship earning potential has increased over past eras with all of this connecting technology. But Plutarch, I guess, invites us to consider the difference between maybe what you'd call acquaintance and real friendship. So maybe a question to ask is, how can you use technology to develop not just more acquaintances, but more lasting friendships? Because you can, and the, the principles are really still the same. And friendship isn't really that scalable. You could think of having many friends as sort of horizontal scaling, adding more dots along a line. And there are limits there. That's what we've been talking about, how it's hard to add more true friends. But it's also challenging to scale friendship vertically, to grow a friendship once it's begun, to turn those dots along a horizontal line into vertical lines themselves. And the most rewarding friendships are the ones that have grown the most, like an oak or a desert cactus. It takes a lot of time and water and sunshine. And if you don't see each other on a regular basis, and isn't that how so much of our friend life is conducted these days, remotely? Well, you have to be even more intentional. But there's another twist. As Plutarch explains, good friendships, even if they are with people that aren't really that needy, if they're going to be strong, Besides spending time together, it, it means still trading favors, kindnesses, going out of your way. Sometimes also, it means taking sides. He recalls a quote from one of the seven sages of Greece, 
Chilon of Sparta. He says, quote, There is truth in the remark of the wise Chilon, who, in answer to the man who boasted of having no enemy, said, Chances are that you have no friend either. For enmities follow close upon friendships and are interwoven with them, inasmuch as it is impossible for a friend not to share in his friend's wrongs or disrepute or disfavor. And that's an anecdote we've actually seen before in the Ancient Life Coach emails. It's something I'm thinking a lot about lately as I'm putting together the life of Marius and how at one time, the city of Rome was largely divided between friends of Marius and friends of Sulla, who were enemies of each other. And it was just near impossible to be neutral. And I think it's particularly interesting that Plutarch says also that the ones who are going to be the most sensitive to the potential negative consequences of friendship are lovers of wisdom, i.e. philosophers, and people who like making others happy. And he brings in an observation from a famous plague in Athens. He says, quote, Thucydides, that's the historian who records the event, the great plague of Athens, Thucydides asserts that in the pestilence, those who had the highest claim to virtue perished with their friends who were ill, for they did not spare themselves in going, as they did, to visit those who had claims on their friendship. So, Plutarch says, be careful about being too unsparing with your virtue. In other words, be careful and intentional about friendships, because they have the potential to work both immense good in your life and immense suffering and destruction. So ask yourself today, what kind of trouble have your friends gotten you into? Too much? Not enough? So there you go. And if you've listened this far and have been benefiting from all the great stuff that Plutarch's got to offer, let me ask you, friend to friend, if you haven't yet, go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It really helps people to find the cost of glory and to grow what we're doing here. In the meantime, stay strong, stay ancient. Till soon. This is Alex Petkus.